When we first started Say What You Mean, we put out a question on Instagram and asked you guys what you wanted to hear on this podcast. One of the suggestions that's been on our list from the very beginning comes from Cat's Tats, and it has to do with dealing with seller's guilt. Feeling bad asking for money for the art, services, or products that you provide. So today, we're talking exactly that. How to identify seller's guilt, how to deal with it, and even potentially how to move past it. Welcome back to Say What You Mean, presented by Doe Creative. We're glad you're here. on in my journey as a creative being, I genuinely thought that the feeling of seller's guilt would wear off. At some point, when I get good enough, I'll know that I'm worth charging money for my services. I'm worth the price that I'm putting on my art pieces. And maybe one day I'll even get to raise my prices or imagine the dream of living and creating a real sustainable career from my art. Cat's out of the bag. It doesn't wear off. I've been a creative professional technically for the last 11 years and have officially been a fully self-employed artist for about three months. When prompted with this suggestion as a topic, I had to dig deep to find where this seller's guilt was coming from, at least for me. And I have a few ideas. The first is external. Our world has not often viewed creative endeavors as real possibilities of a career. As creative opportunities in almost every industry are continuing to blossom, we need to have the conversation of career respect when it comes to a creative person versus your standard engineer, doctor, lawyer that everyone's parents on TV seem to be really pressing for. Even in my previous positions on executive level leadership teams at fairly large organizations, because my role is inherently creative, I often was not taken as seriously as those in more technical positions. Now, some of that can be chalked up to my age, my gender, or a myriad of other reasons. But the reality is, as a creative professional in this world, we still have some ceilings to break. As I started down this trail of looking into why I feel seller's guilt in my creative profession, I decided to try on some other professional's shoes. When I go to the dentist, I don't ever wonder or question why a cleaning costs what it does. I go in, hope that my insurance is going to cover what they say they're going to cover, get my free toothbrush, and go about my day. Let's take another example. If there's something wrong with your car that you need repaired, you may get quotes from a couple of different auto shops. You may even roll your eyes or hesitate at the cost that you're sent, but at the end of the day, You take your car in and trust that the professionals are giving you quality service because they're educated in their field. This was eerily profound to me. So for the next couple of days, I decided to pretend that I was in a fully established industry and it was completely normal for me to go out, be an artist, and charge rates for my services and products. That tiny self-psychological hack alone relieved what felt like years of seller's guilt off my shoulders. 
It likely won't change the fact that there are people who question or may even press you for the prices that you are charging for your creative services. That we unfortunately can't change. What you can change, and what you do have control over, is how you carry yourself entering those conversations. There will be clients who recognize the value of your work, and there will always be potential clients who may not see it the same way. They'll come and go, and most likely, you'll see some of them come back. Meet them with grace and confidence like you did the first time. When you start to feel that guilt creeping up, take a moment and try to turn that guilt into gratitude. I cringe even making that statement only because it sounds like an awful alternate universe Hallmark card, but it does ring true. Getting ready to post your rates for an upcoming service you're offering online and feeling a little guilty about asking for money for the services? Shift that to thanking your clients and your audience for supporting you. Okay, so what if I'm not entirely sure how to even identify what seller's guilt is or when, if I am experiencing it? I know that sometimes I get anxious about posting prices or sending quotes to clients, but that's normal, right? Sure, especially as you're getting started. And also because you're working in a field that requires you to put a lot of yourself into every piece of work that you create. The difference between your everyday common cold of nervousness and the raging flu of seller's guilt is a line. Feeling nervous or anxious about how they might respond? Take a moment, shake it off, and move on. If you're feeling truly bad about the numbers that you're sending or sending numbers at all, or if you're feeling compelled to change, minimize, or alter what you're sending, take a moment and identify that that seller's guilt may be creeping up. Those voices of our world not understanding or recognizing the value of creative work is creeping into your modern mind. And that you can take captive. You can take a moment, see it for what it is, and expel it into gratitude. And the more you do that, the more you will continue to trick everyone, including yourself, into the truth that your art has value. Sometimes gentle kindness does not work for me. I have to harshly trick myself into believing what I know to be actually true. I myself know that creative people can be quite dramatic from personal experience. It's easy for me to run for the rafters screaming that what I do will never work and that nobody's going to buy it and nobody's going to understand what my concept is or my goal here is or even the value of what I'm putting out, however practical it may seem in my mind. Side note, it doesn't always have to be practical. That being said, the little imaginary personal assistant in my brain has to tie me down to the chair and force feed me the reality. My hope is that if gentle kindness hasn't worked for you, then maybe harsh psychological hacking will. We will be the ones to carry forward the truth that art is a sustainable career option. And presenting moving forward through seller's guilt is part of that. You are part of that. And I'm right here along with you. Here's a super practical tip this week. Every purchase that you make, as long as you can remember for the next week, think about it as if it were being sold to you by an artist. Put yourself in their shoes, from the point of creating their price list to making the sale to you. In your little acting stint, 
Identify at what point, if any, seller's guilt would crop up in your mind playing that role in their field. Now apply that to your work. I'll be doing my best to do the same, and probably laughing at my own expense quite frequently. Thank you again to Cat's Tats for the incredible suggestion, and as always, if you guys have suggestions on how you deal with seller's guilt, feel free to DM them to us on Instagram or pop them in the question box that we'll have up on our story. If you also have a suggestion on what you'd like to hear on Say What You Mean, let us know. Our DMs are always open. A huge thank you to our Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You guys choosing to freely support this endeavor has really brought me face-to-face with seller's or creator's guilt, and I thank you for pushing me through the gates of harsh reality. If you'd like to see behind the scenes of what goes on at Doe Creative, including this podcast and our recurring newspaper, The Daily Doe, as well as get early access to each podcast episode a day early, be sure to join our Patreon at patreon.com slash doecreativeco for as little as $3 a month. Thank you guys again, and we'll see you next time.